Welcome to the Brothers of the Dram podcast. Whiskey making is an act of cooperation between the blessing of nature and the wisdom of man. Welcome back to another episode of the Brothers of the Dram podcast. I am your host, A to the J, with my brother, E to the Rick. How's it going there, Rick? E to the Rick? That's oh all I God, got for you, dude. That's all I got. Are we starting off like this? Uh, isn't that what we do every episode? Uh, I guess so. So who said that quote? Gandalf the Grey? <laughs> no, it wasn't Gandalf the Grey, the gray or Gay, whoever that person is. <laughs> the Gay? <laughs> Don't you dare nice. insult Gandalf. I'm gonna that His out. name is Gandalf the Grey. Oh, Gandalf right. the Grey. Yeah, it wasn't Gandalf the Grey. It was Masataka Takasuru. Do okay. you know who that is? I have no idea. He is the Japanese chemist who is the founder of the Japanese whiskey company Nika Whiskey Distilling. Mm. Okay. There's a little fun fact for the day. And just to be clear, if it were Gandalf the Gay, there wouldn't be anything wrong with that. Right, AJ? Of course not. Good. Little slip. Freudian slip. Mm-hmm. Yes, a little, little Freudian. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm excited because today we're going to be reviewing a bottle of whiskey that I found delicious. Um, Eric, you have not had this one yet. I have not it- had it, but I am excited as well because of uh, the connection to uh, the person who is the reason why this exists. Definitely. So what we're going to do, we're going to talk about the bottle. We're going to taste it. We're going to review it, see how many drams it's worth. And then we're going to bring in Eric's whiskey history segment where he's going to talk about why he's a fan and looking forward to it. Yes, sir. Let's jump into it. Yes, sir. Let's do it. So we are going to be tasting, reviewing, sipping on, nosing Heaven's Door 10-year decade series straight bourbon whiskey. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Oh, that sounds more like the, uh, the, yeah, uh, the cover. Huh? No, that sounds more like the, um, the other, the version of, uh, Guns N' Roses. Yeah, the, the cover when, when Guns N' Roses, Guns, Guns N' Roses covered it. The, the but Guns you gotta N' Roses go, cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta go with, uh, Bob Dylan style, dude. Go for it. Now, go. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. That's not bad, dude. I couldn't you tell like the that? difference. You know, I could, I, I could not tell the difference. I, I got to be honest, though. I went. Bob Dylan is a legend, dude. Absolute legend. Um, and we went to I went to go see him in concert about maybe a year ago, a year or two ago. And the man. Uh, I mean, Uh-oh. no disrespect. But the man is older now. And it was just like. I feel bad even saying this, dude, because I feel like I'm insulting, but it was borderline a snooze fest, dude. He was just on the record on the record. He was very monotone. He was just like, and I got the blues and the blue suede shoes. And it was like that tone, the whole concert. And it was just like the band was trying to like elevate him, but he just kept that monotone voice. And it was just like. And then someone like I, I came out of the concert and then somebody was like, that was amazing. And I was thinking to myself. Is that did you do you really believe that? Like he's the man's older and I felt bad feeling that way. But 
I did see him, and it was pretty awesome to see a legend like that. But he he's older now, and um, you know, I was a little bit disappointed, if I'm being honest. But anyways, maybe. Maybe, Maybe the other his, person was just such like a big fan of his that they were just engulfed in the experience and they didn't care how it sounded. Just the fact that they were actually there to see Bob Dylan perform. Yeah, which I was too at first. But I guess, you know, to some people, he probably, you know, the man can do no wrong or, you know. Sometimes it's, you know, time to call it a day and or retire or I don't know, but I just felt well, like it was very monotone. It kind of reminds me of the. The comedian you and I went to go see, you know, Rest in Paradise, Bob Saget, uh, when we saw him in person and we saw a stand up and it did not hold up to expectations. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I liked so it because I idea. think I think farts and stuff are funny. And he was talking about like farts and poop and stuff. And I thought it was pretty hilarious. But I can see how some people would be a little turned off by it or not amused by it. So I guess it's all preference, you know, just like whiskey. Well, it sounds like your example with the whole Bob Dylan, Bob, Bob Dylan situation is what we're talking about right now. You were not a fan of the performance. The other person was like, oh, that's amazing. I was not a fan of the Bob Saget stand up. And you're like, oh, it was good. I like farts, mm-hmm. you know, so, <laughs> to, to, to each his yeah. own. <laughs> I like monotone music, monotone voice. Yeah, of so. course. And I remember like I was kind of like doze, not dozing off, but spacing out. And I was just looking at the theater. Because it was like this really nice Art Deco theater in Hollywood. I don't know if, what, which one was if it was the was it Pantages? I don't know if it was the Pantages or Palladium or I forgot which one it was, but it was this really cool Art Deco one. I remember looking and he and he's doing his thing. He's like, and it blues and it blues, and then he goes and a big cock, and I was like, whoa, and like woke me up, and I was like, what's going on here? Of course, big cocks gonna wake you up, dude. Nothing gets you more excited. Yeah, I was like, where? But then I didn't find any. <laughs> So, so he's like back again. to sleep. Back this is double disappointment. Double disappointment. But yeah, it was pretty cool. Pretty well, interesting concert. Hopefully, you're not gonna be disappointed about this whiskey because I think it's time to dive in to review this bad boy. Let's do it. Should I pour? Well, not yet. Let's, let me get my cork pop, okay. and then you can get your pour. You know, sure. we gotta 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 pop the cork first, Eric. Pop the cork. Oh. That was nice. <sighs> Beautiful cork pop. Yes, sir. ASMR. Mm-hmm. Are you pouring? Are you going to pour? No, you're pouring. Oh, I'm pouring. Okay, let me pour. Let me uncap. Okay. Let me touch glass. Beautiful. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> Uh, I said it right before you. Don't jinx. Door Dude, if I'm quiet for this whole for this whole uh, podcast, that'd be a pretty damn boring podcast. Actually, it'd be great because we hear less of you. That's not true because according to you, Eric, mm-hmm. uh, it's not as fun without me around. It's for, not as fun. Last you, yeah, that's true. To make fun of you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. You're right, AJ. I'm always right. Well, not always right. But I love it when you say I'm right. And I'm going to take this clip of you saying mm-hmm. I'm right again. And I'm going to save it with the other one. I'm going to make a collection, dude. Save it. Save it. Dude, are you nosing this one yet? Yeah. And I'm getting I'm getting some like maple and caramel. I'm getting blackberries. I'm getting a little bit of like vanilla and like banana. I get a little bit of banana. And blackberries. 
Why are you blueberries? I'm sorry, blueberries, not blackberries. Blueberries. Yeah, I'm getting caramel. I'm getting some like syrup, sort of sweet syrup, maple, and then like some mm-hmm. vanilla and banana. No blueberry, dude. Not really. A little bit, yeah. Damn. To me, it's so strong. I think the yeah. I, I, all the notes I'm you're saying, it. I'm getting 100. But I feel the blueberries even more than the banana note. Yeah, I'm getting the blueberry. It's very, um, very tropical. Surprisingly enough, yeah, you're right. I think that's a good explanation for this. It's like a woodsy tropical. No, not woodsy. I take that back. It's like a maple tropical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mix in there. Got a nice aroma. Ooh, so I'm already excited. Well, granted, I've had this before, but Eric, I'm excited for you to try I'm this. I'm super one. excited. What's the? Uh, what are the specs on this? That's a good question. Let me go through that. So this is a. 50% ABV. So this would be a nice one to have neat. Um, I think for me personally, for AJ personally, I think once we do the drop after we give our rating, um, it's going to dilute it a little too much since the ABV is only at 50%. But I think neat, this is a perfect amount. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go for a sip. Ready? Go for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ooh. I like it. I get some spice in there. There's definitely some spice. Mm-hmm. Easy. It's definitely going down through my esophagus, down down the pipe and burning pretty nicely. I like it. Again, getting that first layer in. And then we sip a second time. Yes. Here. Whenever you taste your whiskey, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you go for three sips roughly so your palate can get acclimated to the whiskey and the bourbon. Before you actually give your, you know, review of what you think of it or all the notes you're pulling from it. I like it. It burns good. Not mm-hmm. too much. Not too little. Mm-hmm. You get that nice little punch. It's a Goldilocks. It's not too much. Not too little. It's just right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> what flavors are you getting, AJ? Mm-hmm. I'm getting the maple on there. I'm getting, I'm actually getting woods notes on here. Um, I'm getting a nutty note, a strong nutty note on the finish, which I was mm-hmm. not getting on the nose at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not getting any kind of like that. The tropical nose I was getting, I feel it's not there on the palate. It's still a little bit on the fruity side. Yeah. Um, like I said, the maple, but the, the blueberry and the banana is not on the palate. Yeah, I'm definitely not tasting that. Not tasting that fruitiness specifically. But I am getting a little bit of the maple. Um... Yeah, I'm getting a little, I mean, again, spice, a nice, a nice tangy sort of spice. And so it's sweet. Yeah, it's it's sweet. And I'm really enjoying like a, like it. Like a honeysuckle. I'm getting some honeysuckle on the palate. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I think it is sweet. I think if you, I, I switched it around my mouth a little bit. And the spice is tingling on my tongue still. I still have the flavor note on there. And that's where I was able to pull out the honey note. Okay. Well, on the yeah. finish, I should I should be more specific. On the finish, I'm getting the honey note. Yeah, it's tasty. Good stuff. Mm. In my opinion, Eric. Um, while we're still sipping on this, how about you explain what the bottle looks like with the little art on the front of it and everything? Uh, sure. Yeah. So it's uh, a nice little bottle. I really enjoy it. I think it's really cool. Uh, it's a little bit different from other bottles, but yeah, the bottle kind of is uh, wider on the top. And then as it goes down, it kind of narrows a little bit. 
but it's got the Heaven's Door uh, name in gold, and it's got a nice cork with like a like the plastic top that says Heaven's Door on it in black, and then it's got it's these. It's actually like, a wood top, just so you know. It's a wood top. Oh, a wood top. Sorry, a wood top and a black wood top with the cork, and it's, everything's in gold for the most part, and it has a cool sort of like gear. It looks like a bunch of gears and like an angel, like some kind of symbolism that I don't really know because it's a lot of stuff. There's like uh seems like gears and then like a film reel and like some kind of like, I don't know if it's a like a bell or a like a door knocker, probably a door knocker, some angels all in gold with like a black background. And then it's got the uh, the HD embossed in the back, which is really cool. A nice little added touch. And yeah, it's it's a nice looking bottle. It's really nice. I like it. I like the gold and the black. And it's um, it's solid, in my opinion. What do you think, AJ? It's definitely a bottle that if you have on your shelf, it's going to say, the you know, class. It's a classy looking bottle with the kind of like a 50th anniversary type of vibe with the black and gold. Mm-hmm. Um, like Eric mentioned, the cork is wood on top and it does have a metal embossed. Uh, HD for Heaven's Door, which is the logo for the brand. And what Eric couldn't see, because I was bad with my photo, on the side of it has a little quote from Bob Dylan here. And it says, I wanted to create a collection of American whiskeys that in their own way tell a story. This is bottle right here is with over 20% rye in the mash bill and non-chilled, I'm sorry, non-charcoal mellowed. This bourbon is unlike anything you have ever had from Tennessee before. Ooh. Very nice. Now, I know that um, I don't have any details, but I did read something and I could be wrong. Don't quote me, but I believe. Well, oh, excuse me. Quoted. Oh, I'm quoting um, I believe that <laughs> what you see on the bottle, the design is I think it's Bob Dylan's artwork. And I think he tried. I believe I'm not sure. Or I think or maybe I'm wrong because I know I read. Because, AJ, you have the special, a special edition one, right? Well, it's not the special edition. It is just the uh, 10-year decade series. It's not the regular uh, Heaven's Door. Because like, you have different versions of Heaven's Door. And mm-hmm. even the decade, the decade, wow, good job, AJ. Even good the job. decade series has a limited edition one. They have another one, which is the Heaven's Door 10-year uh, Red Breast Master Blender Edition. But that's mm. not the one we're tasting. We're tasting the 10-year decade series. Correct. But the one that you posted on, I believe you posted it, um, the one with the book. Oh, yeah. You're talking about the, um, the, the, uh, oh, my God. That's the, Heaven's yeah, the, Door. Well, right. One. Yeah, it is Heaven's Door. That is the limited release. I believe it's volume four is the one I posted. Yeah. So I did read something about that, that the it's, it's got like, it's ceramic. I don't know if the bottle's ceramic or not. Yes, it is. It's beautiful. The art on it is actually a Bob Dylan painting. So I wonder if all of those series, because each one is a white ceramic bottle. Well, I guess we're going to a little off topic with a different bottle here, but each one is a white ceramic bottle and each one has a different custom painting. Mm-hmm. And each book, like it's actually a leather book that the bottle comes in. Um, each year it's a different color book. So the one I have is like a red burgundy color, but last year I believe was green, and the year before that was blue. I don't know what year one was, or right. one. So that those pieces they have art from Bob Dylan. I don't know if this sort of gears thing 
that that's on this 10 year is also his art but i i do know that those um additions that you have are his art paintings um that were put on the bottle itself so i thought that was pretty cool that's probably why the press of that bottle is so driven it's definitely a high costing bottle when you're referring to those ones special edition which is why i have one <laughs> at least you have one at least i have one you know i saw the blue one a couple of years ago again i think the blue one was volume two and the bottle of that one was like a like a desert mountain type of art paint and i was really mm. intrigued with it but at the time this is before i really got deep into whiskey and i'm like for the price you know if i'm not going to open it i really don't want to get it but now I kind of regret not getting now it for my collection. It. Yeah, now I want it. You blew it. I blew it, dude. What's but that? without further ado, let's give this guy a rating before we do the water drop. What do you say? Sure. Why not? You want to go away. first? I want to give it another sip. I want you to go first because I went first in the last one, and I don't want to persuade your opinion with your prices right bullshit. I'm going to up you by 0.1. Dude, don't you talk shit about the prices right. I did. Okay. I'm really enjoying this whiskey. It's not too strong, not too light. It burns good. Uh, a good amount of spice with a great balance of fruitiness and maple mapleness, if that's even a word. Mapleness. Um, on the nose, it's great. Very, very nicely balanced. Great aromas. Um, when I taste it, I really, really enjoy it. So I'm gonna give this one. A 4.2. Ooh. So Eric is saying this is a great whiskey. Yes. I'm enjoying it thoroughly. Thoroughly. I, yes. I don't have anything negative to say about it. So if you don't have anything negative to say, how come you didn't get a 5.0? Well, just because I don't have anything negative doesn't make it a perfect whiskey. Uh, touche. Touche. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Now your so, turn. For me, <laughs> your turn. Oh, we were talking about prices, right? Happy Gilmore popped in my head. The price is wrong, bitch. Mm-hmm. Well, Bob Barker up in there for you. Yeah, I'm Bob Bob Barker and you're Happy Gilmore. Why? Because you kick my ass? Mm-hmm. That's cool. I end up becoming richer at the end. Okay. So for me, <laughs> the nose on here is amazing. I'm blown away with the I did get the banana, but the blueberry, the tropicalness with the sweet maple, amazing. Mm -hmm. The taste on there, delicious. The woodsy notes on there, the nuttiness I'm getting. Um, it is a smooth sipping whiskey. Like I mentioned, it's 50% ABV. Um, I do not think it's too complex, though. I do think this is a great whiskey to go with for not necessarily a beginner at whiskey, but someone who's getting a little more advanced with it. Um, so, and I love the look of the bottle and, you know, AJ, AJ gives points for the looks of bottles. Mm -hmm. Um, but unfortunately I'm not going to be rating as high as you, Eric. Oh shit. For me, this is a good whiskey. It's not a great whiskey. I hmm. think if you see in a store, if you have the cash, what did I say? How, how much did I say was Eric? 85. Yep. Okay. So if you have, if you're willing to spend 85 on this bottle, I would highly recommend picking it up. But I don't think the complexity is there for that price point. So because of that, it lost some points for me. Mm. Um, so I'm gonna put this at a good whiskey at a 3.6. Holy geez. So you don't think it's uh worth the price? That's the main thing. I don't think it's worth the price. I think 
The look of it is great. The taste of the juice is delicious. If you had it on your shelf, Eric, I would definitely pour myself a dram at your house. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, for the price point, I'm probably not going to pick up another bottle. I think it's a great sipper, and I think it's great. I was thinking of having this while smoking a cigar, and I think I would thoroughly enjoy that. I think a cigar – well, uh, okay. I like full-body cigars. So the cigars that I like, which I believe you like full-body as well, Eric, um, in my opinion – I think it's going mm-hmm. to drown out the flavor of the whiskey because I don't think the whiskey has enough punch to go with the type of cigars that I enjoy. Meaning you prefer a stronger ABV? Um, not necessarily. I, well, yes, I do. Like I mentioned before, my sweet point for ABV is around 56, but that's not in regards to this conversation with this bottle. For me, mm-hmm. the flavor profile is not strong enough. There's not enough punch on the profile. The, the, the notes are delicious. They blend well together, but that's the thing. They blend well. It's not going to pop against a, c- a cigar. Now, if I get a Connecticut, if I just want a simple, very light body cigar, I can see that with this bottle. I can mm-hmm. feel you on that one. Okay. But what's in my humidor right now, uh, they're going to be full body, you know, heavy Maduro wrapper cigars. And I think they will definitely overpower this whiskey. Hmm. Interesting. I can respect that. Well, thank you. I appreciate you respecting it. Yeah, most definitely. Well, then, now that we got that out of the way, why don't we uh, add some droplets? Let's do the drop. Remember, and how much water do, do we want to add, Eric? 20 per- Don't remind me. I'm the one that, that found that information. 20%. Well, I said that so it could be a good transi- transition so you can see it for our listeners who do not listen to your episode. If you guys didn't hear it last episode, thank you, AJ, for the layup. Uh-huh. Uh, we did mention, or I did mention, that... It was recommended by science. Science. That you add 20% of water to whatever you're drinking. That is the sweet spot, so to say, um, of the amount that you should add to your whiskey when you're trying to dilute it a little bit. So 20%. And I'm always going to eyeball that because I'm not going to measure anything. And I just added a few droplets right now. And I'm going to give it a shot, AJ. Yeah, I already added mine. I'm, I'm nosing mine right now. Okay, nosing, it's even more sweeter. Yeah, definitely. They've mellowed it out a lot. I'm getting a lot of maple now. Easy. Oh, I think maple overpowers it completely. And when I nose it, I'm going to get very specific here. When here I nose it now, it smells like a McGriddle at McDonald's. You know what? I don't think I've ever had a McGriddle. You know, I'm not a, the biggest fan of them because... You know, they're very unhealthy for you, but randomly I will pick one up and I do thoroughly enjoy it. Again, when I say randomly, I mean like once every three, four years. Um, um but, but coincidentally I had one very recently, so that's why I'm able to make the connection. I mean, I love McDonald's breakfast, but it ha- I have in recent times have had some struggles with it because it's given me diarrhea. <laughs> and chorro for sure. Yeah, definitely chorro. And um I'm on the fence with McDonald's breakfast now because I used to love it, but now it doesn't love me. But I can say even even saying that, I've never had a McGriddle. I'm going to recommend next time you go to McDonald's, pick one up just so you can know what it tastes like. I think it is delicious, but again, it's not the healthiest for you, which is why I don't get it often at all. That's probably why my body rejected it. Probably, probably. But I'll give it a chat. I'll give it a try just for you, AJ. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how's it how's it tasting for you? I, I can hear that you tasted it. I haven't tasted it yet. I'm still on the sweetness and the mapleness of the scent. Yeah, I, I agreed with your nosing. 
so I just said I'm just going to agree with Eric and I'm going straight to the to the palette. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately for me, again, this is whoa. I, I base everything on everything, so this is also including the price point here. Yeah, I usually base everything on everything myself. <laughs> no, you don't, because you even say you don't base it on the look of a bottle. I base every some things on most things. Then if it, and when it's everything, it works sixty percent of the time, all the time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think the water. Killed the whiskey for me. I do think it's now mm-hmm. going to be great for a person who's a beginner getting into whiskey. So if you have a, a bottle of this and a friend of yours, you know, is like, eh, I'm not a huge whiskey person. Yeah, give them this dram. Maybe put an ice in it, you know, a piece of ice, let it water down a little bit or add a little bit of water droplets or droppers, I should say. And it's a very easy sipper. But for me and my palate profile, it completely killed the spice. It completely killed the extra notes we were getting. And now even on the palate, I'm just getting straight honey and straight uh, maple. Yeah, it's, um, it's not doing it any favors mm-hmm. by adding the droplet in my opinion as well. I agree there. I would not give this to someone as a first time sipper. Absolutely not, especially with the price point. And I wouldn't want to get any kind ca- personally, again, personally, I wouldn't want to have any kind of whiskey that I'll have to, I have to dilute in order for it to taste better or to be less of a punch for someone, especially at $85 price point. I would be like, this has to be good straight from the bottle and um, no wasting it, no diluting it. But that's my opinion. So as an example, let's say you had this bottle on your shelf and you have a cousin named Skip. And Skip comes over and says, Eric, that's a cool looking bottle. I want to try it, but I don't like whiskey. Are you telling me that you would say, okay, try it, but don't put any water in it to sip it as it is? Or would you say you can try it, but I'm going to recommend adding some water for you? I'm going to, no, I'm not going to say either of that stuff. You're going to say, no, you're not sipping that. You're a piece of crap. Go get a bottle of old number seven Jack Daniels. Not even that. Oh, okay. I'm saying you can't sip that. You're a piece of crap. Go get a bottle of Sexton. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't choke on yourself. Oh, there, AJ. Yeah, I'll oh, do. I was. Are you okay? I was mid sit, bro. You got me on that one. That was good. You're okay. That was good. That was good. Okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. No, what That's I good. would say is, oh, you're not big on whiskey, but you want to try Bob Dylan's bottle. I'm like, here. Um, you could only try it neat though, because this is an expensive bottle, and it's uh, the best way, in my opinion, is to try it neat. If you don't want to do that, I can go make you a Jack and Coke. That's what I would say. Okay, well, I, I do like your first answer better because it was hilarious, uh-huh. but I respect what you say you would actually do. <laughs> yeah, I also want to preserve my my whiskey as well. I don't want to I don't want to have an incident like you where you brought a good bottle and people uh. just started mixing soda with it. I, I will not allow that, especially in my home. You're going to have this neat because it, it's an expensive bottle. And if you don't want to try it neat, then I've got some other stuff for you. That we can put in a solo cup with some ice and some <laughs> Jack and Coke. Eric's favorite solo cups. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, before we move on to your whiskey history segment, would you mm-hmm. buy this bottle now tasting it, understanding the price point? Would you buy it? Would I buy it? Um, I think I would, but I think the reason why I would mostly is Obviously, you know my price point, and I'm not big on buying a bunch of bottles and yeah. having expensive bottles in my collection. That's not 
what I'm about, but uh, I am about sipping on good whiskey, mm-hmm. which probably comes hand in hand, I guess. But yep. Um, the only reason I would buy this well, that would take me over that threshold of yes and no to yes is because it is a Bob Dylan collaboration mm. and um, and because he's a fucking legend. So it'd be cool to have, you know, Bob Dylan's bottle in my bar and say, hey, you want to try Bob Dylan's whiskey? Uh, and that's the only reason that would take me over the top to yes. But if it wasn't a collab, I would pass. I would pass on that price point. So if that's your response and that's your reasoning behind it, why would you go with maybe maybe you just don't know, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, why would you go with the 10 year decade series if you're not willing to get the price point? If you just want it to be Bob Dylan, because you can get the Heaven's Door Straight Bourbon Whiskey, um, the regular straight bourbon whiskey, which I believe falls on the price point of like forty eight dollars. Yeah, I mean, maybe I would maybe I would do that. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe I would just get even the the uh, bottom shelf version. Exactly. Of this. Now, the flavor profile is not going to be the same as what we're tasting. I can. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, it's, this is going to be this is something special. The decade series mm-hmm. is something special. Don't let my rating tell you otherwise. Um, but if your only purpose of getting it was just because of Bob Dylan, that's why I bring up the bottom shelf, just a regular straight whiskey. It's, no, it's not the only reason. It's the it's what would take me, it would, which it's what would lead me more towards yes than no. Um, because I'd be if it wasn't Bob Dylan, I'd be more on the fence. Because yes, it is a good whiskey, but again, price point, my budget, how I like to, you know consume my whiskey and buy my whiskey it's the price point that kind of throws me off but the bob dylan thing would be like i'd be like okay 85 bucks it's bob dylan it's good it's a 10 year it's it's i enjoy it Mm -hmm. uh sure why not well i'll tell you what bro next time you come over to my house you can have some more of it i still have have... can i have the whole bottle please uh negative dude the listeners are gonna hear you (laughs) and they're gonna they know you're a jerk already uh, that's okay. That's acceptable. Um, real quickly, I just <laughs> I just remember the name of the the Heaven Doors bottle you were talking about earlier with the ceramic bottles. Mm-hmm. They're called the Bootleg Series. So I have Bootleg mm-hmm. Series number four. Um, the blue one was Bootleg Series number three, and the green one where I mentioned had the like the desert look. That was Bootleg number two. But mm-hmm. I've never seen mm-hmm. Bootleg number one, so I don't know. You should have called it the Moonshine. Have you ever heard? Do you listen to Bob Dylan's music? Um, I no. <laughs> well I there's wow aj there are some like b-sides i don't know if it's like b-sides or unreleased like sort of songs and there's one called moonshiner they kind of missed on an opportunity to call it like the moonshiner because that song is pretty legit it's pretty sad but um if you have time listen to moonshiner by bob dylan it's like a non-release or b-side type of song um they could probably find online really good song if it's on Apple Music, I can, you know, look it up and listen to it. Or I can go on YouTube. I'm sure someone posted it where you can listen to it. Yeah, you can you can find it like on YouTube or something. Or... Yeah. Have a moonshiner for 17 long years. And I got the blues. That was good. That's on my shoes with the blues. And I got the blues and the blue suede <laughs> shoes and a big cock. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, bro. We rated this. We gave this a. I give it a. Hold on, AJ. Those were two solid versions. You got old Bob Dylan and you got young Bob Dylan, and I nailed them both, dude. Are you trying to pat your own back? I want you to pat my back. 
Uh, you want me to scratch your back? I want you to scratch my wiener. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, back. <laughs> Sorry. That's no more Bob Dylan for you live concerts, dude, because now you just think about cock all the time. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I need to take a break. While you take a break, let's move forward to the whiskey history segment on the Heaven's Door bourbon. And cue the soundbite. Whiskey history, whiskey history, whiskey history with Eric. Inserted. Okay. Penetrated. So, AJ, once again, thank you again for providing me with this task of finding history on a fucking product that has no history. You're welcome. Since this was founded in 2015. So, you didn't give me much to work with once again, AJ. But I did find a little bit of information. And I did find that in 2015, Bob Dylan did collaborate with a company called Spirits Investment Partnership. Short, in short, SIP. Mm. Pretty creative, huh? Spirits Extremely. Investment par Partnership, known as SIP. So they came up with Heaven's Door, and it was pretty much a hit. It was the number one consumer choice award at the 2021 San Francisco World Spirits Competition. And it was cited as the best bourbons of the century so far by somebody named Rob, by the Rob Report. So I don't know what the what the Rob Report is. AJ, are you familiar with that? I'm not, but I'm assuming some kind of report where they do reviews on something. I guess so. But yeah, this was... Um, this was Bob Dylan's first and only consumer brand partnership in his 50-year career, dude. So it's pretty crazy that he chose whiskey to collaborate uh, with. Out of anything he could have, anyone or anything he could have done or worked with or collaborated with, he chose whiskey. So that was pretty impressive. Well, that's a good choice if you ask me. It is. It is Always a good go choice. whiskey. Yeah, for sure. So a little bit of history on Heaven's Door Whiskey. So... They are they were planning to open up a small distillery in Nashville because it was it had you know become so successful. But um, an opportunity arose where they could actually where they actually purchased a distillery in Kentucky. So um, they went from Nashville, Tennessee to Kentucky, bought a distillery, and now they're pretty much thriving now. Um, because they're trying to add more to this distillery where they can distill just strictly Heaven's Door and then distill other things. But what they're trying to do is they're trying to create a nice, um, you know, distillery where they have, you know, a visitor center and things like that. So they're really building on their success, which is uh, pretty awesome because they're planning to <clears throat> they're planning to fill about 50,000 barrels of Heaven's Door a year on site. So that would be their secondary distillery um, that, that they would build on, this, on that same site strictly for Heaven's Door. So it's a big change for the brand, but it's, it's huge because, you know, again, it has been successful. And mm -hmm. yeah, they're ready to add to their portfolio and start branding this thing and distilling it and distributing it pretty uh, heavily, so they have a uh, a master distiller 
whose name is Ken Pierce. So I don't know if you know of Ken Pierce, but he previously worked for Barton uh, 1792. Are you familiar with that? I am not. Uh, I haven't had the privilege of having that one yet. Same, same. But for anyone who's listening, um, that's who their master distiller worked for previously. And so, you know, they're getting pretty um, successful, pretty big. And so they're they're uh, they're new. They're going to launch a new bourbon in um, the fourth quarter of this year. So um, they're looking to do a lot of stuff. It's it's getting pretty solid. So um, a lot of new exciting things. Again, not a lot of history, but um, a lot of things to look forward to in order to create history. So their distillery, it looks sort of like an old like frontier town. So they're kind of keeping that sort of look with like a cabin, cabinish look, um, like to look straight out of the 1700s. So they're really sort of creating a whole like culture behind Heaven's Door and the way they distill it and where they distill it. And it's actually pretty cool. I'm actually excited. It made me want to actually go visit it once it's complete. So um, I guess. You know what I said about the design with the the gears and so on the bottle. Apparently, Bob Dylan has a uh, a metalwork studio called Dylan's Black Buffalo. So again, I think I think those designs are from either that studio or Bob Dylan himself. So it's pretty exciting stuff in terms of what they're doing again. And yeah, they're they've been successful. So. It's uh, it's pretty cool. So I didn't do any kind of research, so I don't know. So I'm going to ask you in case you came across this. Did you uh-huh. come across anything that said why he chose to get involved with whiskey or why they named it Heaven's Door? My guess is just because of the hit song. But did you come across anything like that? Um, I did not. I did not come across anything like that um, as to why. Obviously, the song is is probably why they named it. Uh, Heaven's that was my Door. Guess, yeah. I don't know the history behind Heaven's Door or why he wrote it or, you know, the meaning behind the song or the lyrics, but it must have some kind of special place for him to name his one collaboration of his career, of his 50 year career. It must, uh, it must have some kind of meaning, but I, you know, if anyone's listening and knows the answer, please let us know. But um, I don't know, besides it's one of his you know, most famous songs that was made even more famous by Guns N' Roses. Um, knock, knock, knocking on heaven's, heaven's door. door. Hey, 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 hey. It is a good song, dude. I'm, I started listening to that song with Guns N' Roses, so I heard the cover first. Um, but I'm a fan of the song, dude. It's a good song. Yeah, I didn't know that it was Bob Dylan's song uh, for a while. And yeah, so you, you I, heard Guns N' Roses first. Correct. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. So um, that was my introduction to Heaven's Door, but um, his version is great too. After listening to his, it's great too. Um, but anyway, so the um, the distillery, the one that was there previously, was called Six Mile Creek. Have you ever heard of that, AJ? I have not. No. There's okay. a lot out there, dude. I haven't heard of the, most of them. Yeah, so that was the distillery that was there previously, and uh, it was operational for a few years, but I guess it had run out of funds. So what um, Bob Dylan and his company did is they uh, acquired a controlling stake in the business, and that's how they were able to convert it into Heaven's Door Distillery. 
which is uh, pretty cool. They, you know, they came in and kind of, I don't know if they saved it or, or what, maybe not necessarily the brand that was there previously, but the establishment itself, they went in there and they saved it and they were able to use it. So they're planning to collaborate with distillers from around the country and produce um, other types of, of whiskey, whether it's bourbon or also rye. So, you know, they're really opening it up to collaboration and, um, you know, basically banking off of its success and, and, and moving forward with it. So it's really, really cool. I think they did a, a great job. And I'm excited. I'm excited for what it's going to bring, um, you know, in the future, because it's cool, because apparently Bob Dylan is uh, very involved in every decision. So he and apparently he has strong opinions on everything. So that's what they're you know excited about. And so he looks at, you know, where they're sourcing the whiskey and, you know, the different producers. So um, he's really involved, apparently, which is really cool. Well, his name is on the brand, so he definitely wants it to be a good product because if it's not a good product and his name is on it, it's going to make him look bad. So exactly. I totally understand him wanting to put his foot in, in Boyce's opinion on every decision with it. Yeah, I'm glad he's able to provide his opinion because without mm. that, it's just, you know, it's not, it's just in name and it's not, it's not Bob Dylan. It's only Bob Dylan in name. So exactly. They're and expanding. I'll and just so you know, they do have a rye whiskey already. Um, so Heaven Store does have a straight rye, a straight rye, well, mm-hmm. a straight rye whiskey. Um, I don't know the ABV on, of, of it off the top of my head, um, but I know it's out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're, they're trying to get out there. And uh, according to their website, they're trying to uh, create a f- uh, uh, some sort of framework to market this to their audiences. And they're using. Um, you know, his artwork and on his name to sort of, you know, um, accomplish that. So they're really trying. They're really putting an effort in in marketing in branding in creating a, a good product. And, you know, being and on top of all that being backed up by Bob Dylan, dude. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Being backed up by an actual known, you know, artist. Just the name Heaven's Door. If you see that bottle. That's going to call your attention. Rather, you know, you know, Bob Dylan's version or, if you know, Guns N' Roses. People know the song. And by that alone, being on the shelf is going to catch their attention and make them want to purchase a bottle, which I think is a great marketing strategy and a great selling point to tie that together. Kind of like, you know, on topic, off topic, kind of like Black and how it's tied to Metallica. So people who are fans of Metallica, they're familiar with it. They'll pick it up that way. But at least this mm-hmm. one has the name of the song on the brand. Correct. Correct. And you instantly think, I mean, probably think two, one of two things, Bob Dylan or Guns N' Roses. But either way, it'll get your attention. Exactly. Exactamundo. And Exactamundo. that's all I have for a seven year or eight year history, AJ. Thank you once again for, for <laughs> providing the task. Uh, I was very excited to do that. My job is to give you difficult tasks so you can enjoy the experience of hunting and getting pissed off at me, which makes me happy. So I think this was a success. Oh, okay. Well, as long as I'm pissed off and as long as me being pissed off makes you happy, then we're all happy. And that's what the community is all about. All of us being Mm -hmm. happy with whiskey. Yes. And as long as our listeners are happy, I'm happy as well. You, I could care less, but the listeners, that's what I care about. (laughs) I figured you would say that. I figured you'd get there. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I got All right, brother. So to wrap this up, I gave this a rating of 3.6, which is a good whiskey. Eric gave it a rating of 4.3. So on average, two. between the two of us. Wait, was it three? I thought it was 4.2. You said 4.3. Oh, yeah, you're right. I think it's 4.3. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. My bad. Okay. Okay. So, so Eric gave it a 4.3. So mm-hmm. on average, we gave it a 3.95 rating of dram. So this is a good whiskey. A damn good one. A damn good Good one. The little asterisk in there. Damn good whiskey. Mm-hmm. Which I agree with. It is a damn good whiskey. It's a great, it's almost, almost a great whiskey. Just the price point is why it dropped for me. I think it's too expensive. Hmm. All right, brother. Before, before we close it out, anything else you want to add to this episode? No, I don't. I think I'm good. Uh, I enjoyed today's episode. It was good whiskey. And uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. Excellent. In that case, that concludes today's episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. All right, brothers and sisters, we'll catch you on the next one. Cheers. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Fuck. You've been listening to the Brothers of the Dram podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Brothers of the Dram. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. On behalf of the crew, thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode. Cheers.